Hello everyone, welcome to Soapbox Stand-Up. My name is Joseph Hutchison, and it's Monday, July 29th. This week, RSL went down to Dallas and came home with a 1-1 draw thanks to a nice 69th minute goal from Anderson Julio. The game started off a little rough, as Dallas winger Alan Velasco scored in the 7th minute, echoing Dallas's visit to the riot about a month ago. Tell me if you've heard this before, but after some poor defensive clearances, the ball fell to Velasco who snuck a shot through the legs of Aaron Herrera and beat Zach McMath at the near post. This goal was another blemish on the RSL backline that was pretty solid in the first half of the season, but in the past few months has given up a lot of soft goals on defensive errors. Dallas continued to control the tempo of the game in the first half, but RSL still had some good opportunities. In the 21st minute, Pablo Ruiz took a shot from distance that beat Dallas keeper Paz, but hit the crossbar and went out of bounds. In the 30th minute, Aaron Herrera played a long ball behind the defense for Justin Miram, who collided with the keeper as he attempted to play the ball, and the ref called a penalty. However, in a good and efficient use of VAR, the penalty was overturned because the Dallas keeper clearly got to the ball first. Jefferson Savarino and Michael Chang also had a couple of shots that were saved, but also weren't that dangerous. Chang and Jasper Loffelson were also shown yellow cards in the first half that were kind of harsh in my opinion, but fortunately didn't have any effect on the rest of the game. The second half started out with a long stoppage after Dallas midfielder Paxton Pomichol went down with an injury. Uh, he was later subbed off for Brandon Cervania, who later on missed Dallas's best chance to take the full three points. No doubt due to the scoreline and the upcoming midweek game at home on Wednesday, Mastrani subbed on Anderson, Julio, and Ruby Rubin in the 22nd minute, a little earlier than usual, and the two had an immediate impact in the attack. In the 68th minute, Diego Luna also entered for Justin Miram after he went down injured. These three subs along with Savarino did a good job generating attacks during the rest of the half and kept Dallas on their toes. Before I get to the 69th minute goal, RSL had one of their best opportunities at goal in the 66th minute. Pablo Ruiz took a free kick from about 20 yards out that was spectacularly saved by Palace. If that had gone in, I would have lost my mind. It was incredible. But for, uh, fortunately, we didn't have to wait that much longer for the goal. Aaron Herrera sent in a beautiful cross from the right-hand side that found the head of Anderson Julio, who tucked the ball on the bottom corner of the net. One of the most impressive things about that goal was that Julio beat two of the tallest center backs in the league to this header. RSL only had one other big opportunity to note for the rest of the game. Ruby Rubin received the ball after deflection towards the top of the box. He took a shot, but the ball got stuck under him and he sent the ball just wide of the goal. Rubio is still looking for his first goal of the season after dealing with a big injury that kept him out for the first few months of the season. As I teased earlier, Dallas had a golden opportunity to retake the lead in the 89th minute. Brandon Cervania had a ball at the penalty spot and a wide open net to shoot at and missed the goal. RSL definitely dodged a bullet on that one. The game ended 1-1 after 7 minutes of stoppage time, and in general I thought RSL played a okay game, but the draw was definitely the deserved result from both teams as they both had chances that were missed and the one chance that each team scored was good. Um, honestly, I don't really complain about points that we take from Texas, uh, but this is definitely one that RSL came into and got a positive result out of, uh, whereas sometimes draws feel like losses, this draw felt like a win. Another note is that this game we saw the RSL debut for Brian Oviedo, the Costa Rican left back. After the game, Mastrani said that the main reason for putting him in with the, for, the, for the last 10 minutes of the game was to get him some minutes on the field since he doesn't have that long of a time to integrate with the team before the end of the season. He did look out of sync with the other players at times, which is expected considering he's only had two full training sessions in Salt Lake. He did have a nice moment, though, where he bodied a Dallas player off the ball. It will be interesting seeing him adapt to the team and get, and get minutes going forward. 
In other RSL-related news, Brian Ojeda, the other Brian, the Paraguayan U22 initiative midfielder, should be in Utah this week. We likely won't see him at either the Minnesota or LAFC games this week, but it'll be good to finally have all three of our summer signings with the team. Danny Musofsky is expected to be available off the bench on sun- in Sunday's game against LAFC, which in my opinion is the perfect place to get his debut RSL goal. Bobby Wood and Demir Krylak are still a few weeks out with their injuries, but are slowly returning to training. Wood is expected to be avail- available first, and then the timeline for Krylak is still uncertain. I've mentioned them in passing, but RSL has two games this week, first at home on Wednesday the 31st at 7 against Minnesota United, and then on Sunday the 4th at LAFC. The Monarchs had a good home win this week against Tacoma Defiance, who are currently the league leaders in MLS Next Pro. Now winning this game off of an earliest Tate Schmidt goal. Taters got the, got the ball on the left side of the box and blasted a shot at the keeper, who fumbled it through his own legs and into the goal. Benjamin Rodriguez was sent off about 30 minutes from time after a bad challenge, but the Monarchs were able to hold on and extend their home unbeaten streak to six games in all competitions. The Monarchs also signed two new players this week. They, sent, they signed, and excuse me if I pronounce his name incorrectly, Gennaro Nigro from the third division Italian team Potenza Caliso and Academy standout Luis Rivera. Nigro is a U.S.-born player who, instead of going to college, went and played over in Italy for a few years, bouncing between the first division and the second division and ending up in the third division before coming over to the Monarchs. Uh, with a couple, only a couple games left in the season, he likely won't be seen on the field, but he will be an interesting add for next season. This also goes for the other signing, the Academy standout Luis Rivera. Rivera is currently playing with the U15s, uh, in the academy, and he is a uh, full youth international for the for the United States, having played with them in various tournaments over the past year, uh, and is one of the standouts at the U.S. U15 level. The Monarchs' next game is at home on Saturday, September 3rd at 7 p.m. against Portland Timbers 2. Go out and support the team and get yourself some of those buffalo chicken fries that were featured on the on the Footy Scran Twitter account this weekend. A win this weekend would also guarantee that the Monarchs will not get the inaugural MLS Next Pro Wooden Spoon Award. Which that's not something we'd really want to say here anyway, because no one wants to be bragging that we're almost not the worst in the league. But considering the awful start that the Monarchs had and the great turnaround they had about midseason, it's great to see the team doing well to finish off the season. Thank you for listening, everyone. I'm Joseph Hutchison, and thank you for listening to the Soapbox Stand-Up.